All right, we'll be in 1 Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1 this morning. Good to have, we've got several visitors with us today, family members, friends, uh, some from the community as well. Thank you for being here. We don't want to embarrass you, but we sure appreciate you being with us this morning. We in 1 Samuel chapter 1. It's interesting when it comes to blessings, we talk a lot about how to get blessed through obedience and through prayer. We talk about the fact that God blesses, but we don't often talk about what to do with the blessings that God gives us. Our focus is always on getting the blessings, not so much on what we do after we receive the blessings. Adam and Eve took their blessings for granted. They overlooked them. You look all throughout Scripture, you'll find lots of different examples. Judas in the New Testament, he never grasped the fact of the blessings that were all around him. David allowed God's blessings to turn into pride. You know, as a pastor of a church that has been blessed just over and above constantly again and again, it's something that I have feared that one day we'll get to the point where we've forgotten all that God's done. Uh, for those of you who were with us in the previous buildings and the rented facilities, it'll be hard for you to forget that. But then we're going to bring in new people, and we have brought in new people who were never a part of those years, who didn't see the tiny buildings or the stairs that we had to walk up or all the different adventures, the loud workout music going on next door or whatever it was. Uh, they didn't get to experience those things, and so because of that, they maybe didn't get to see the, the all that God had done. They get to see the after effects, but they didn't get to experience the times through those things. And so my fear is, is that one day our church will be at the point where they don't remember all the blessings. And God continually blesses us, but as he blesses us, I think it's important for us to know uh, what to do when God blesses. So we're going to read a story here in 1 Samuel, and then we're going to look at just briefly today, we'll be short this morning, uh, but just briefly at some examples and some things from God's Word that'll help us to understand the blessings. I'll give you a little bit of a, as opposed to reading all the verses, a little bit of a lead up to it. There's a lady named Hannah and her husband, Elkanah. He's there in verse 1. And uh, Elkanah had two wives, but Hannah was the one that he loved the most. Now, we're not, we're not talking about polygamy today, but men, one wife, that's what you're supposed to have. Uh, but nonetheless, Hannah was the wife that he loved the most. But Hannah could not have children. And so they go and they, they come to the place where they worship, where they sacrifice and things like that. And pick it up in verse number four. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave Peninnah, his wife, uh, and all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her ad, uh, adverse adversary uh, also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah unto her, her, uh, her husband, to her, Hannah, Why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now uh, Eli the priest sat upon the seat of, uh, by post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. 
And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of my life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early, and they worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come, about after uh, Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. We'll look at the rest of the chapter in a moment, but the blessing Hannah received. And this morning, we are a church who has received blessings. And so I want us to look at, just from God's word this morning, when God blesses. Lord, I pray for your help this morning as we take just a couple of minutes and look at these quick thoughts from your word. And God, I pray that you would encourage us and challenge us. That, Lord, when you bless, that we do right with those blessings. God, help us to know how to handle blessings. Help us not to forget the blessings. And, Lord, help us to give you all the glory. Help me now as I present these verses that I do it clearly and correctly. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Three things this morning. Uh, and number one, I want us to look at when God blesses, take care of God's blessings. Care for them. Uh, take care of them. Don't let them go to waste. Don't let them get ruined, but take care of God's blessings. We see here, as we read already, Hannah desperately wanted a son. And God answered that request and gave her a son. Look in verse 21, it says, And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may be appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. Skip down to verse 24. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and the bottle of wine, and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. The child was young. We see that Hannah, she prayed for this child, and she said, God, if you give me this child, I will give him back to you. And the time was come now for them to go back to the house of the Lord, where Eli was, where Hannah had prayed this prayer. And she had said that she would give her son, uh, if God provided, back to him. But his son was still very young. Had she taken him now to Eli and given him to him, it would not have been right. It would not have been good for the child. He was yet to be weaned. And so we see here Hannah caring for the child. She was making sure that he was prepared, that he was ready uh, to be given to the Lord. And I think sometimes of the blessings that God gives us and how often we just don't think about caring for them. <clears throat> we're thankful for them. We're excited that God provided. We, 
we, uh, we anticipated it, we prayed for it, God answered, and then we kind of just take it for granted to some degree, but we don't actually take care of it. See, God provided us with a building, he provided us with a property, he provided us with people. How do we care for it? We've taken steps to improve the facility, we've, we've worked hard and we've spent money and we've done different things to try to, but you know what, the day is going to come where we've maybe forgotten a little bit. Next thing you know, there's uh, suckers stuck to the floor. There's uh, uh, problems with different areas that just have kind of just gone unnoticed or, or unfixed. And we kind of use God's uh, blessings for our own needs, but actually don't care for them. You know, when I pastored in Indiana, we came into the church, it would have been uh, when we got there close to 60 years old. And uh, the building was a nice building, a nice facility, but there were some things that were very, very old there. And I remember talking with one of the men there, and we were talking about spending the money to fix a couple of things, and he said, I'd more rather give it to missionaries. And I said, I'm all for giving money to missionaries. And the Lord allowed us uh, uh, to do so in, in large fashions there. But I told him, I said, what happens when people come into the facility and it's run down? What do you think they're going to think about the God that we serve? Yes, it's great to bless missionaries, and we should, and, and we do. But we also have to take care of the blessings that God's provided for us. Not just as a church, but as individuals. What do you do with what God blesses you with? You have a family, do you take care of it? You have a home, do you take care of it? You have friends, do you take care of them? You have a job, do you care for it? Or you care less with it? You see, if God blesses, we should care for it. Each of us have a role in caring for the blessings that God has given to this church. You know the scripture that talks about uh, uh, if all were the ears, uh, if all were the eyes, we need the nose, we need the arms, we need the legs, we are the body, we make up the body. And we all have a unique role in it. God has blessed us with different talents and abilities. God has blessed us with uh, different incomes. God has blessed us with different things that we can play a role in helping take care of the things that God has blessed us with. You see, it is not the world's job to take care of God's blessings. It is those whom God blesses. Hannah here was not careless with her promise. Yes, she was going to fulfill that promise. She was going to give Samuel back to God, but she was first going to make sure he was cared for, the blessing that God gave her. Number two... We see uh, when God blesses, we need to give the blessings back to God. We need to give them back to God. Look in verse 22, the Bible says, But Hannah uh, went not up, <clears throat> but she said, go to the end of the verse. She said, I'll abide, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. In verse 27, it says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. Can you imagine, I cannot, but can you imagine being a, uh, a woman who prayed and desperately desired a son, and then you get the son, and then you give the son away 
Have you ever wanted something just so badly and you finally got it? I mean, you just desired it. You just, you, might, you just wanted it so bad. Whatever it was, it could have been something so simple. For years, I wanted a truck. I prayed for years for a truck. And I finally got one. I ended up giving it away, trading it for a car because of gas. But nonetheless, uh, uh, I wanted it so bad, and I finally got it. Oh, it made me so happy. I smiled all the way home from the drive. We were, uh, me and Katie were driving to Indianapolis for an event. And uh, we drove past a car dealership that had a truck sitting out front. So we stopped and we looked at it and, uh, and we drove it and those kinds of things. And we said, we're going to come back through tomorrow night. Uh, we'll talk about it tonight. So we drove up to Indianapolis, talked about it, came back the next day, bought the truck, and then drove home about a two-hour drive home from there. And I just smiled the whole way home driving the truck. And I loved it. I did. And, and one day again, hopefully. Uh, but for, for then, it was something I wanted and I got it. Now, can you imagine something that you want so badly, and you get it, and then very quickly you turn around and you give it away? When we started the church in 2014, we didn't know uh, exactly how everything was going to go. We found a place we could meet. It was upstairs. Uh, Adam and Cindy were there for a year. Uh, James and Cherith saw it when they came up and visited. Uh, Kim lives just down the road from it. Uh, our old church was just down the road from it, too. And uh, this church, uh, this building, uh, uh, it was, it was uh, above a garage, a car garage, and next door there was a workout facility and stuff like that. And most cases it wasn't that bad. Nobody was usually there on Sundays except for us, except for the last Sunday we were in the building, somebody had the radio cranked up, and it was, it was quite, the, uh, quite the enjoyable time. But um, I just remember, you know, just the facility that God gave us, and we were excited about it. We were happy about it. It was expensive. And, uh, and we weren't sure exactly how it was all going to work, but God provided the money for it, the rent and things like that, and we went through. And then we moved from there. We went to a second building. As we were praying about the move, we wanted something more affordable, but we also wanted something downstairs on the ground level. The next place we moved to was also upstairs. It was what was available. It was half the price uh, of the previous building, so we were excited about it still. And it was in that building that I said, if we ever build a church, we're going to have one step in the entire building. It's going to be a memorial. Uh, just one little step somewhere in a hallway with a little plaque on it. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, no steps, no stairs. We're not going to do this ever again. Uh, we were in that building for a couple years. Then we moved to the third building. The third building was ground level and uh, no stairs in the place, and we were excited about that. And then when God opened the door for us to come here again, we, we, just, we were so blessed. No stairs. That was probably the biggest answer to prayer. No stairs. Uh, well, couple steps up here but that's okay uh and uh, and all those kinds of things but you know in each building that we've been in we've understood that god provided it for us and in each one we prayed and we said god this this facility is yours for your use and we dedicated as a church this is your building god this is your property god for your use for your glorifying we want you to be praised and honored and glorified through the use of these facilities and we did so with this building, too. And it's important that we understand that the blessings that God gives us, we ought to give them back to him. The Bible tells us that when we are in heaven, God will give us crowns. And the Bible also tells us that we will give them and lay them at the feet of Jesus. Because that's who's deserving. I grew up in a ministry that they always said you need to give. Uh, give in offerings, um, help people. 
And I was always told, um, yeah, if you want to uh, be able to give, you have to give. And as you give, God will reward and God will bless so that you can continue to give. And we'll talk about that a lot next, next month in, in Missions Month as well. But the idea that God is blessing me, and, and we get this mindset of, all right, I need this, I want this, I got it, it's mine, now it's all mine. <laughs> okay, now give it away. Give it back to God. If you're asking for something that can't honor God, guess what? Probably shouldn't be asking for it. Not probably, you shouldn't be asking for it. When God gives you a job, you should give the job to God. God, use this job. God, this job is for your use. Use it to help me and provide for my needs. But God, I give it to you. You have a relationship, you give it to God. God, this marriage, it's yours. And God, I pray that you'd use it for your glorification and your honor. You have finances, blessed with finances, you give it to God. I'm not saying that you empty out your bank account this afternoon and give it to the church. It's not, not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying you dedicate the finances that you have for God's use, and you seek his guidance on how to use it. And you use it for things that bring honor and glory, glorifying to God. You see, we get, we get so caught up in mine, mine, mine all the time that we oftentimes forget to see actually why we got it, how we got it, through God's blessings. Now give it back. Give it back to him. God has given us money. He's given us a building. He's given us people. He's given us things for the building. But we should never view these as ours. As a pastor, I refer sometimes to, uh, uh, to our church, my church, our church. I talk about you all when I'm bragging on you to other pastors, uh, my people. But you're not my people. <laughs> you're God's people. This isn't our church is his God's church. We need to make sure we keep sight of that, and we have to give it back to God. How hard was this for Hannah, the child she prayed for? You think about Abraham and Isaac. We talked about them just a couple weeks ago. The Isaac was the son that God promised Abraham, and God said, take him up on the mountain and kill him. Sacrifice him to me. You know what he did? He obeyed, and God provided and God blessed. And God blessed Abraham and Isaac and their family exactly like he said he was going to, as the seas on the sand shore and as the stars in the sky. Because Abraham was willing to give his blessings back to God. We receive things and then we sit there and we think, all right, if I, you know, I, I've got to guard this, I've got to protect this or whatever it may be, but to realize and understand that that there, there's more blessings than just this. And if I give it to God and allow him to use it as he sees fit, I will continue to be blessed. It's never ending. It never stops. And that's what brings us to point number three. When God blesses and we take care of the blessing and we give the blessings back to God, number three, watch God do more with the blessings. Samuel lived an incredible life. And Hannah got to watch, and it's not like Hannah never saw Samuel again, uh, but he was being raised and, and grew up there, and, and, and Samuel's life was incredible. He got to hear, literally, the voice of God. He got to lead 
a nation. He was the last of the judges. He was a prophet. God used and, and spoke through him. Samuel was the one that got to anoint David as the next king of Israel. David, the one whom eventually his lineage, Jesus Christ, would be born in. Samuel led, he guided, he prayed, he preached, he proclaimed, he did all these things in this life, and it would not have happened had Hannah not given her blessings back to God. But she got to watch as God used Samuel. And you see, when we get things, the blessings from God, I encourage you, when you give them back to God, don't think of it as, well, there goes that. I was going to buy a boat. <laughs> God told me to do something else with it. Pray for a boat. Or whatever it else is that you want. And then when you get your blessings, use it for God's honor. For God's glory. And then watch as God continues to use that blessing. This facility that God has given us, it's not here for us to sit inside in a small group and look at it and go, this is really neat. And this is the end. No. This is the beginning. God has blessed us with it, so now what will God do with it? Well, good night. God blessed us with the building. Then he blessed us with people. Then he blessed us with brand new air conditioning units. Then he blessed us with uh, upgrades on the facility. Now, what's next? What can God do here? I don't know when the last time is I've shared, but I've got, I've got grand plans that I would love to see God do through our church. Some of them are in the works. I'll tell you about them once they're further in the works. But uh, we'd love to see God do things. We've prayed about mission work and how we can further uh, help missionaries. We'd love to see opportunities arise, maybe a school, maybe a college. We'd love to see God send people out of this church to start churches. We'd love to see God send people out of this church to be missionaries and reach people across the globe. Our prayer is that God uses this place and us, these people. As he's already blessed us, we want to continue to see those blessings go. But it can't happen if we don't take care of God's blessings. And it won't happen unless we give our blessings back to God. As a church, we've been mightily blessed for seven years, but especially in this last year. We grew through COVID, which is uh, a miracle in and of itself. We've, we've added new abilities and talents and personalities to the church that are going to enhance what we can do. Uh, God has given us everything that we need to go out and reach the people around us. As a church, I think we understand we've talked about it a lot, and we've already given everything that we have to God. So this morning as we close, I just want to ask you in your own individual personal life, have you been blessed? And if you have, have you cared for the blessings? And have you given those blessings back to God? If you do, I promise you, you're going to watch God use those blessings as well as bless even more.
God's been good. What are we doing about it? When God blesses, care for the blessings, give the blessings back, and then watch God do more with those blessings. God, I pray for your help this morning. I pray that you would help us to never take lightly the things that you've done for us. God, I pray that we would never take for granted everything that you've given us. I think back to Adam and Eve, and you gave them everything, and yet the one thing that you told them they couldn't have, they just felt like they had to have it. God, I pray that we would not look at the things that we don't have, but God, we would look at the things that we do. And Lord, I pray that with the blessings that you've given us and that you will give us, I pray that we would take care of those blessings. And God, I pray that we would give, we would have the heart of surrender, Lord, the heart of sacrifice, Lord, the heart of obedience to give to you those blessings back. And God, I pray that you would continue to provide and use those things that you've blessed us with to further your will. So help us, Lord. Help us to not be selfish. Help us to not be prideful. Lord, I pray that you'd help us just to be obedient to what you have for us. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed.